the Craggy Rugby Podcast. It's the midweek edition prior to the Breve Away match. Um, I've got William Davies on the line. Hey, William. Good evening, Alan. How are you? And I'll pronounce your name properly, William Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, the you're, silent D. Yes. yes, the silent D. Uh, you were at the a, a day late actually for our our um, podcast because the press conference was a day late today, which is quite unusual. And you had Jimmy Duffy and James Cannon there, didn't you? We did. Yeah, yeah, slightly unusual. They've been sticking to Tuesdays pretty much this year, but a uh, slight change of plan today. But uh, yeah, I had a good chat with uh, Jimmy, the forwards coach, and James Cannon, who uh, has been playing quite a bit this season. So uh, let's hear what they had to say. Jimmy, that uh, performance on Saturday was way, way below what was expected or mm. needed. Yeah, definitely. Um, look, we... we, we We've obviously had a real good look at it, um, you know, as you tend to do when, when performances aren't up to, up to where they should be. Um, we were really disappointed, I suppose, William, is probably the best thing because we had a really good week's training and, and we had put this right up there amongst you know, all the fixtures we have in the past. And I think the boys are really professional during the week and I think we, we were very, very happy with our preparation and for whatever reason on the day we just um, we didn't click and we, we kind of accumulated errors and, and, and kind of compounded our own mistakes. Um, but... And on review, when we look back, it was just little, little kind of compound errors, if you know what I mean. It was um, one succeeded by another, by another, and and we've had a, a really good couple of days trying to put those things right and and just kind of addressing why. Um, and I think we're we're in a better position now to to take ourselves forward. Looking forward to brief. I only watched the game on on television. Um, it seemed that there wasn't didn't seem a lot of confidence to start with in the performance, and then it seemed it, it ebbed away. And there was that you were they were almost hoping for something to happen rather than anybody saying I'm going to make it happen. Mm. Uh, we think look we've we've addressed that we've addressed it. I think the boys, in fairness, have put their hands up and said, look, there's areas where we know we need to be better and and, and be more clinical. Um, like we created some chances, like you know, we really did. They were they were glaring and we didn't capitalise, and, and that was that was very frustrating. I think, but um, I think players management the whole the whole group were, were, were very very disappointed with with how the day panned out and uh, something we don't want to replicate anytime is there any particular issues that that were, that were spotted that, that that really stood out not really we, we to be honest it's kind of a culmination of just silly silly errors um i think we've we, we said we'll address them on an individual basis and and that's that's where where we've 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 arrived at as a management and as a player group is that if everybody improves, you know, and, and looks after their own area um, and takes a lot of pride in that area, that that we'll get a good collective response. And is it is it a case of players having to take individual responsibility for their role within the structure? I think I think so. Yeah, it was just, for us. It was that that could be one reason. I think, but it's just it's just execution. You know, it would be it would be one word where we just. As I say, we prepared all week. We had a good week, a lot of positivity around. Um, we felt we were in a good space, and we did. We did a lot of good things in the in the weekend, but at the crucial time, we just passed it in stick, or um, we didn't run the correct line, or whatever it was. It was just just a culmination of those errors, unfortunately. And is there a slight concern that maybe that they thought we'll still get away with this? I mean, Connacht were leading in the sixty sixth, sixty seventh minute. It's Zebra. We you you know, it's a place we've had issues in the past, but. Was there a sort of a just a concern that 
they thought that it would be all right on the night. We'll still get there. And once Zebra upped the pace in the last 10, 12 minutes, it, it just fell away very quickly. Yeah, well, I think, look, you know, we've, we've played against Zebra obviously a number of times and I've, I've coached against them many times. And the quality players in that team, you know, there was a lot of the returned internationals there. So against, against good opposition, if you're not clinical, you're going to be punished. Um, so you got whatever opportunity you create, you got to capitalise, and we didn't, unfortunately. And and they got a couple of chances, and they did capitalise. And it's it's it sounds very simplistic, but it's something that we would be we're disappointed more than anything else. Um, not overly worried about anything necessarily. Those areas that function very very well, but um, we would just say just if we could be more accurate, you know, and we will we will we will create and convert chances. I know it's, it's, it's probably a sideline from the actual playing situation. There's a lot of players out of contract this season. So you're in, it's negotiation time when, mm. when all this stuff has to be sorted out. Is that maybe playing on some players' minds? Does, does that get into a concern that they almost don't want to make a mistake, but so they don't actually do anything? They just want to, to be there, but they're not prepared maybe to take a risk to, to achieve something? I don't think so, no. Look, I think, as I said to you, it was, it was probably one of our better training weeks. We were, we were in a really good state of mind and we'd, we'd taken a lot of care around the travel and, and you know, preparation for the game. So um, I think it's just part of, the, part of the job, to be honest, that, that uh, you know, players are in contract, out of contract, up for negotiation. And I don't think for one second that... Any of our players would have taken their eye off the ball, definitely not. I think it just uh, it just wasn't a good day at the office for us. Fans are a bit puzzled by this season and social media on Saturday night, I would say some of them were, were, were quite angry. Can, can they expect a sort of a back... Is it time now for a real backlash against Breve? Yeah. Or, or, or can you think like that or do you just have to stick to system and process? Or is yeah. it a case of going out there and saying, right, let's... Cut out the crap and get this job done. Well, I suppose. Look, it's. It, I think everybody was hurting on Monday or th- that night and, and through the weekend. But the emotion is 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 fantastic, and it's going to be there. It's a physical sport, but um, we just kind of get back to what we're good at. As I say we prepared really well for Zebra. Um, we had a good training week, good travel. Um, didn't get the result we wanted, but we just get back to basics, and we haven't prepared any differently for that game as the ones that we've won. So um, for us, it's just about. You know, making sure we tick all the boxes and, 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 and make sure we're in a good space to perform on the weekend and that's where we're at at the moment we're really looking forward to a, a physical physical brief site um, in their home patch which is a, another another daunting task but it's one we're really looking forward to so you can only right the wrongs of last week by performing this weekend Just having a quick look at the, the injury list here uh, I suppose the one that really stands out is Jake Heenan is going to be out until really the tail end of the season that must be that must be disappointing for the uh, organisation but also for him as well yeah very much so look and Jake had, had had a a, a niggle kind of heading in and then came back and, 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 and had trained really really well and came back in and obviously obviously delivers um, so look it's a tough one for Jake and it's a tough one for, for the guys but look he's extremely committed he met us at the hotel the last day before we, we, we flew out um, you know so he's a guy that's a top man and top club man and we wish him all the best for his recovery and hope to have him back as soon as we can. You're, there are a lot of back row injuries there. Is there any potential maybe to bring in some temporary cover, considering that it's just a run of very, very hard games, the two in Europe and then three inter-pros? Yeah, look, we have we've, we've a number of options. You know, it's a position that, that in the club that, um, that we actually have a lot, of, a lot of talent and ability in there. So, you know, if one, one, one horse falls, there's another one to take its place. So um, we're going to trust the guys we have and, and we believe they can deliver um, deliver in, in the occasion. And Breve, 
European games are maybe slightly harder to analyse because you don't see as much of these teams. But Connacht have played Breve quite a few times. It's yeah. a, it's going to be a cold, grim night down there on Saturday, and it's a, it's a pretty hostile place to go. Um, anything particular you're expecting from them? Physicality through the roof. Um, look, I'm, I'm I'm familiar with that part of the world quite quite extensively, but um, it's uh, they're a pack that that are are huge men. Um, they've got a lot of international players, a lot of seasoned pros down in that part of the world, and they maul a hell of a lot. Which, and James and the boys have been going through the the footage and, and, and quite extensively. Um, a lot of big boys, very very direct, but but can cause you problems if if you get in an arm wrestle with them. So. So look, we're we're uh, expecting a really physical battle, and but uh, can't wait for it to be honest. With you. They of course had a bit of a bottom of the table win on a, in a very strange game, thirty three thirty against Oignan on Saturday. So um, that'll give them a bit of confidence, especially the French sides like to win at home. They they sometimes away, you're never sure what's going on in their heads, but at home it's just non negotiable for them. Yeah, look down there. I've, I've played down there and, and coached down there many times. It's um it's a tough place to go, and, and they're a proud they're a proud proud area. Um, yeah, look, we we, we, we were on the, the receiving end there three years ago. Um, but the, also the other one as well is that they came here on a on a cold night that same season, and they came to play as well. So. These are a team are capable of playing any number of ways, um, but the one thing they're guaranteed is they're going to be very, very physical, and, and I think um, they're a big team. Um, I wouldn't say the position in their in their league table is 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 an accurate reflection of their capabilities. They can cause teams problems, and, and look, we're we're on we're completely on our guard to to make sure we do the job. James, for the players, the the disappointment and the annoyance of Saturday. Did, did you have to sort of? stand up now and I know the coaches are obviously involved in getting you ready for brief but is it do the players need to produce a performance for themselves which then leads into a performance for the team I think so I think um, you know we were very disappointed at the weekend as we were the week before against Cardiff but I think almost a good thing is this is a new competition now and we used the European or the Challenge Cup in the last two rounds that really kind of galvanised us, got us a couple of results and took us on to get a few more and I think we'll be looking for the same kind of thing now over the next couple of weeks. There's, there's, it's no good to anyone kind of dwelling on poor performances. You have to address it and you have to look at it and improve and take the learnings from it but you can't let it weigh on your mind and drag it on for weeks and weeks. And hopefully the, over the next couple of weeks, we can put in some good performances against Breve, and then we're back into the Pro 14 and hopefully we can pick up some wins there. And it, is, is the player's responsibility in that it's almost, they can't say they ignore what the coaches are saying, but they've, it's, it's almost they've got to operate in their own bubble. They've got to say, draw a line in the sand again and say, it's up to us. To get this right, it's you can analyse it to death as you've just said, but it really is. It's time for a performance. Yeah, I, I would say you, you're right. I I wouldn't say that the players kind of get together themselves. You know, the players and the coaches will work together, and everyone wants that same performance. Um, yes, the players are the ones out on the pitch, and they're the ones that ultimately have to deliver. But it is one team group effort. Um, you know, there's a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes from players that perhaps don't get the chance to go and play at the weekend as well. And they're all driving towards the same performance. So the guys that wear the shirt on, on the weekend do have a responsibility to put in a performance. And, you know, every, everyone is going towards that. And we have made some very positive steps in that regard. Last week, 
we didn't show it. Uh, hopefully this weekend we will. It, it, can you look on it as a backlash though? Can it, fans are sort of they they want to see a real performance. There are certain things they expect from Connacht, and they they probably didn't see them on Saturday. They they expect a real. It's not even a determination. It's sort of a a real hardness and a real where we will not not give in or we will not stop. And Saturday looked a bit flabby. So is this an opportunity to sort of pull the whole thing together and turn actually turn on Breve? I think so. And hopefully we will see, you know, that kind of reaction. You know, from players you understand you understand fran- fans' frustration and there's frustration from the playing group as well. Um you know, last week, yes, it was not a good performance from us, but up until the last 15, 20 minutes, somehow we were in the lead. Now, we were winning, but we, were, we didn't put in a good performance. But at that stage, we were still winning the game. The, how we finished the game from there, that is a real disappointment. And, and that's really that's something that we've, we as players and we as coaches and, and everyone involved in the playing side of the club has got to look to try and address and cut that out and make sure it doesn't happen again. Okay, right. So they weren't particularly pleased with what happened at the weekend, but um, yeah, they, they 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 think they've got it fixed. Well, it's um, yeah. Look, I think they're they're right in saying that you can't keep dwelling on it. You can only analyse it so much. Um, definitely, I think a little bit of shock about how poor the performance was and how disjointed the effort was. I think um, th- it was just a failure again to complete stuff. You know, they, they had opportunities, they didn't take them. It seemed to weigh a bit heavily on them. They, they only 6 0 down at half time. And I, watching the game, uh, sort of what, keeping an eye on it at, at the women's match, uh, and then watching it again in full afterwards. You sort of thought, okay, they're six 0 down. They'll get they'll get it right in the second half. They played okay, but James Cannon was honest enough to admit that even when they were leading ten nine or uh, with about you know thirteen minutes to go, he said it today. They basically were not playing at all well. They were hanging on right through the game, and mm. that must be very 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 frustrating. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the old problem with trying to win away matches seems to be a, a big issue. Uh, for Connacht again this season, um, something that we've always had problems with, but you know, this year it seems to have gone back back to re- the really bad times. Yeah, and this game was televised, so I think there's been a lot more attention on it. Uh, I don't think this performance was any worse, probably, than the away game to the Dragons, but that wasn't televised, hmm. so maybe less people saw it. Um, but. They have a lot of work to do. I think they've realised that. And they know what to expect in brief. You're never, we, don't, we can never predict how a French team is going to approach a European game. But you could probably feel that in brief, they want to win their home game. They might care less about the game in Galway. They'll be big, awkward. And it was interesting um, that in the press conference um, later on in it, James Cannon just spoke about the fact that 
the forwards do take a different approach in France when you're playing them. Hmm. He said they, they look a little disorganised and he said at times it looks a bit chaotic but they're very physical and they really it's almost like there's two separate teams on the pitch there's the forwards and the backs and the forwards want to do their own thing and he said if you lose your concentration against them that's when they can absolutely get on top of you right um, or as he said the Pro 14 it's more of a mixed everybody's playing together mm. and he and an interchange and that was very much the situation we saw with Oenya in, in Geneva that that was just the only people playing there really were the forwards the backs were only there to make up the numbers for them <laughs> they didn't want to give them the ball and it becomes a sort of a private battle so Connacht have to put in an 80 minute performance on Saturday they need to concentrate they need to cut out the errors and they, you know I was trying to suggest to them that there needs to be a bit of a backlash. Mm. Fans are unhappy, mm-hmm. disappointed with them. Uh, you know, Kieran Kane has spoken about negotiables and non-negotiables in the team. Mm. Well, I think Connacht fans, one of the non-negotiables is you expect uh, a sort of a do-or-die performance every time. Get out there and really get get at it, and that didn't happen against. Yeah. Zebra. Yeah, there was no bodies on the line scenario. There was a lot of guys throwing hands around and, and whatever, but there was nobody, you know, nobody put their body on the line from what I could see. I'm not denying that they weren't putting an effort in, but there's that extra little bit we expect from, from the Connacht players that we normally get at home, certainly, and um, we would be expecting again this weekend. Well, well, we do. And as, as well as that, you can say that we're harsh on them or other people are harsh on them, but they set their own standards. Mm. And, you know, we're not setting the standards for them. So they know themselves. Uh, in old-style rugby, you would go out next Saturday and give it socks yeah. and just tear into somebody. Modern rugby doesn't work like that. It was quite interesting to say, as you can hear, that James Cannon wasn't really buying my <laughs> argument. Uh, and I didn't expect him to. <clears throat> I was sort of saying, look... Um, you know, almost just go out there and give it a welly and chase after it and get stuck into them. Mm. But it's a, it's a more collaborative thing. Players and coaches and systems and whatever. But at some stage, the players have to... Once they climb over that white line at the start, the ref blows his whistle, it's really up to them. The coaches have set them up for the game. But they have to execute it. And they have to play for each other. And I, I'm expecting and hoping for a really big display on Saturday night and looking back at last Saturday night about the only good thing that seemed to come out of it was that we got no fresh injuries certainly looking at the at the injury update that I'm looking at today um, th- there's there's nothing fresh here you know you got your props Dominic McCoy and um, sorry Dominic Robertson McCoy and JP Cooney are, are still on the long term list and are due back late near the end of the year early next year same with Andrew Brown who we saw doing a bit of running before the, the women's game and, and seemed to be moving well enough, but he's still talking about early early 2018. Um, then the back row where the real problem is, Owen McKeown is still out, uh, hoping to return next week. Jared Butler is still recovering from his knee surgery, but um, we've only got a vague you know, return to training in the coming weeks. Uh, Sean O'Brien's out till 2018. The, the hard, the, the really tough one is, is Jake Keenan, who's been put down for April 2018 
and we'll come back to that in a second I'll just finish off you know what our other injuries are um, Stacey Ely still is uh, sorry Stacey Ely has returned uh, to full training so have Craig Ronaldson and, and Peter Robb so that's really good news on that front Rory Scholes is still out and I think he's been his place on the European squad has gone to uh, Peter Arkey now uh, as he's still recovering from his appendix and Cormac Brennan's shoulder injury Cormac Brennan's shoulder injury is still nagging at him a little bit but he's due back in early 18 but I suppose the big one there is is the fact that Jake Heenan's gone until April Yeah the, the, the word last week wasn't good and uh, it's a terrible disappointment for the organisation but really for him I mean he mm. had a lot of injuries He's had yet more surgery, and all you can do is wish him well. Uh, he came to, down to the hotel, uh, Jimmy Duffy was saying, to to see Connacht off. Um, he probably had his surgery in Dublin, I'm assuming. I might be wrong on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's done a he's an, he's been an important part of that team, both both on and off the field. But for a young man, he's had a lot of injuries and he's had a lot of time recovering, and it, it must be. A bit soul destroying when it happens. Uh, so all we can do is wish him well. They 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 are a bit short in the back row. Um, I did suggest that maybe they might look around and see would there be anybody available on loan. I didn't really get a yes or a no to that answer. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's un- look. That's understandable. They're not going to discuss that sort of stuff. But there's a lot of rugby to play, Alan. You know, there is. this is only there's only game three of nine. Yeah. Um, It'll be a tough night Saturday, then they're over here, then there's three interprovincials, then there's Worcester, then there's Oyenya. It's a tough, tough part of the season. But the one thing you can say about that injury list, compared to injury lists that we were looking at this time last year, which were sort of running, there was a page or two pages of injuries, and then there was all the guys who were on long-term injury that they weren't even bothering to tell you about. So it's that, that side of it does seem to be improving a bit, and it's very important that you have as many players available for selection um, yeah I know like it's, it, it's yeah it's very it, it's really important I'm just looking at there's actually eight guys out long term and, and Owen McKeown is due back next week so you're looking at um, you know you're looking at, at quite a, a healthy squad um, much healthier than as you say the last few years like if you remember the Newcastle situation where we went with a player short um, two yeah. years ago three yeah. years ago um, you know, so we're in a much better situation from from that point of view, and you'd expect one or two guys to come back. You'd expect to see Bundyaki this week, because um, he only played two of the three internationals. So like he hasn't, and he he missed last week. So it's not as though he's been overplayed. And um, you'd hope to see Tom McCartney back, um, you know, and and bringing a a bit of leadership out there and a bit of calmness that's that I think is needed uh, to to help John with. And then looking at Craig Ronaldson coming back on on board, you know, and and he'll be very important because the kicking the the kicking percentages are dropping off, are dropping off a cliff at the moment. Um, that's something we're going to need. We're going to need kicking, especially when it's going to be cold and wet, and not very pleasant. I can't imagine there's going to be too much running rugby, so you'd expect a lot of penalties to be kicked at the weekend. You know, looking yeah, I, I, looking I at just wonder maybe well, I just wonder maybe is is Craig Ronaldson being lined up uh, to play at ten. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you quite get him back into the centre. Mm. Uh, obviously, Bundy is going to start. I mean, his minutes will be managed now. He's an Ireland international. Mm-hmm. It's not going to just be a case of Bundy plays every week. No, that'll all be planned out and organised and thought out. He play every week. 
he play 80 minutes every week. We know that, but you know, uh, it's it's a different world now. But I just wonder, would it's just it's just a thought off the top of my head. Maybe Craig Ronaldson at, at 10. Um, I certainly wouldn't might, be surprised to see it. Uh, w- because there is a little bit of lack of control there, and I think they might want the manager might want to try that. But nobody's alluded to it. It's just a thought. Um, and and obviously, look- the player that I want to see back as quickly as possible is, Ger- is Gerald Butler. Yeah. But it says like we're, we're yeah, due to return to training in the coming weeks, so I think we might be lucky well, to see him decide at Christmas. Well, that could be next week, though. Yeah, it could be. It could be. You just don't know. You just don't know. So looking at looking at the Breve game, you know, like they they as you say as you mentioned earlier, they they squeaked past Ainya at the weekend in the top fourteen, thirty three points to thirty, having hammered them in the Challenge Cup a few weeks back, thirty eight thirteen. But I just did a quick cross-check on the teams. And the teams they played, the, the away game, their first game against Worcester, they only had six players from the starting team of last week, whereas the game against Oignard, they had 11. And most of them started as against being on the bench. So they take the home game really seriously, and that's going to be a pretty strong squad that they're going to play against. And they always take Europe seriously. They're one of the few French teams that do. They actually have a decent record in Europe. Haven't been, of course, um, the first champions of our first Heineken Cup champions way back in the day absolutely um, but they're also and have never been I think in Europe and also been bottom or second bottom of the top 14 and I think that really could mean that they're they've only got one eye on the home game in Europe they top falling out of the top 14 is a cat, cat is a catastrophe yeah. to any team because of the money the TV money that's tied up and if you fall out, you just lose players because you can't pay them. And Oyenya are now rooted to the bottom of it. It's a real dogfight. That is a very strange game, 33-30. Um, lots and lots of penalties. Normally, <laughs> yes, lots of penalties. I mean, normally dogfight games are sort of 10-7 or 15-12 or something, but this just seems to have been a bit of a shootout. Um, and I know talking to the media officer in Breve last week um, just about sorting out some of our technicals for Saturday they were really 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 focused on that game yeah um, so they can take something from that into to this game on Saturday but the top 14 is probably still their priority but they like to win at home it's a it's an atmospheric noisy sort of a ground it'll be cold it's always cold there so it's going to be really cold well yeah the, the, that Arctic air that's coming down across us and we're going to have minus five wind chill factor I believe and Friday is going to go all the way down to the south of France so I'll be bringing plenty of warm gear with me well um, yeah and you might, might be entitled to a little Aranaka after you've commentated of course, of course yes <laughs> uh, but you would um, you would expect it to be a tough evening down there um the other interesting situation, obviously, is Worcester have Oinya home and away. You really got to feel that Oinya will have zero interest in this competition. But then Worcester next week um, are a week away from playing London Irish. And if they can beat London Irish on the 22nd of December, mm. they've created such a gap in the Aviva Premiership at Christmas with London Irish. So they might be sending a scratch squad to France and that might be an opportunity. It, look, it's all conundrums. You, 
you'd go off your head if you were trying to work it out. I mean, you, you can't predict. It's it mightn't be the highest quality competition, but it is quite unpredictable as to how sides are going to go at it. It certainly is. It certainly is. Okay, so I think we'll leave it there for this week. Uh, as we're a day late, I'll try and get this out this evening before, uh, if I can, uh, on the Wednesday that, that is. So, um, yeah, thanks, William. Enjoy your weekend off. And, I, I um, certainly will. L- uh, live commentary go with AFM from 8 o'clock, but don't forget the build-up show from half seven on the exclusive rugby stream uh, with uh, Alan and uh, Rob and Lindley, who will be joining you. And you can tell me how cold it is while I sit here, sitting in Armanac and... <laughs> relaxing and of course I've just I'm nearly forgotten I'm, I'm ashamed that I did I, I didn't put it down on my list of things to talk about um, the women are playing at 5 o'clock in Donnybrook on Saturday so if there's any Connacht fans in Dublin who want to watch you know a really um, talented Connacht side playing a game in a hugely important game having beaten Munster for the first time um, they have a chance of, of you know sorting out the, the championship the Interpro championship in Donnybrook on Friday or Saturday at 5 o'clock I think we'll have we'll have someone there tweeting out from the the craggy site, so we'll we'll have updates going. Um, but best of luck to the women. Absolutely, I thought they were fantastic last Saturday, and um, yeah, let let's hope they can produce a similar. I have no doubt they'll play the same brand of rugby. I don't think that's uh, going to change, no matter who they play. They're going to run that ball. Uh, they're going to show a lot of skills. Um, so yeah, if you're if you're in Dublin, five o'clock. Saturday, get along to Donnybrook and give them a give them a shout. Okay, we'll leave it there. Thanks, William. Safe travelling, Alan. Talk to you soon. Cheers.